Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. Can IVF be used for women with diminished ovarian reserve? Oh, absolutely. And it means diminished ovarian reserve means you've got less eggs and therefore the chances of success are lower, but they're certainly not zero. And yeah, so I, I would certainly think that a diminished ovarian reserve is not a contraindication unless it's you know absolutely well zero new menopausal that's that's the, the most diminished ovarian reserve you can get but what we do is we measure something called amh it's a, a hormone made by the ovary and gives us an indication of the it's actually made by in the ovary by early egg formation and if that level is low it tells us that the ovarian reserve is low that's how we judge it but I've had many women pregnant with low ovarian reserve. It, it doesn't exclude pregnancy. It reduces its chances in terms of an IVF cycle. In terms of natural conception, it probably doesn't make any difference at all because each month a woman only produces one egg and therefore having a low ovarian reserve, provided she keeps making one egg each month, means that her natural conception rate isn't changed. That's more dependent on her age. So a young woman with a low ovarian reserve, in terms of conceiving naturally, is no worse off than a woman that's got a high ovarian reserve if she's young. It's all about age. What is the impact of endometriosis on IVF success? Okay, there's been a lot of work on this because a lot of women have endometriosis. And endometriosis varies from mild through to moderate to severe and certainly at the severe end of the scale there is no doubt that IVF that the IVF success rates are lower in women who have untreated severe endometriosis and I would certainly recommend women with endometriosis to get treated before they go through an IVF cycle and even the mild to moderate uh, stages it's it is worth uh, assessing it because you can't really tell whether it's mild or moderate unless you look inside and if you're going to look inside then you treat it. Uh, and, and in women who have who've been through IVF cycles and have kept failing, I certainly recommend looking for endometriosis because about 15 to 20% of women who have endometriosis do not have any symptoms that suggest endometriosis. And so it's important to exclude that if you're having problems getting pregnant with IVF. Okay. <clears throat> um, is there an age limit for using a woman's own eggs in IVF? As long as she can produce eggs, we'll do IVF. But, they've got to, but women have got to realise that at 45, 98% of the eggs that she produces are genetically abnormal. That's the problem. 
that as women get older, the, the genetic makeup of the egg deteriorates. Looking for that needle in the haystack as you get older is a problem. We have occasional miracles over 45, but it's very occasional. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.